Welcome back to What the Fuck is Going On. This is our very special midterm election coverage episode. We have 35 seats up for grab in the Senate, 36 gubernatorial races in full swing, marijuana legalization is on the ballot in South Dakota, North Dakota, Maryland, Arkansas, and... Montana, Texas is voting to decriminalize. Colorado is voting to decriminalize psychedelics. Montana is voting by referendum on whether or not a fetus is a legal human being. Kentucky is also voting to recognize abortion in their constitution. California, Vermont, and Colorado, not Colorado, California, Vermont, and Michigan are voting to strengthen protections for abortion. There's a lot going on. We're going to get into it right now. Please make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, on Instagram, follow us, five-star rate us, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Music, and let's get into it. a lot to cover today. We're going to touch on a few stories at the end, but the majority of this episode is going to be dedicated to midterms tomorrow, election day, 2022. Go vote. Go vote. Yeah, absolutely. Or don't. I don't really care, but you know, I know a ton of people who don't vote and a lot of people say, oh, you can't complain if you don't vote. You you absolutely can complain. Well, that's my favorite line. So I kind of, I disagree. (laughs) I, I just think that... People who say, oh, my vote doesn't count, I don't agree with them, but I see why they think that. No, I, I can see why you would think that, too. I mean, it's a there's so many people going and, well, there could always be more people going, but it doesn't work in the way that, like, at least I would, you know, why can't it just be like, oh, like, you got the most votes, you win. But, you know, there's all, like, the Electoral College and all that shit. So We, we, we can get into some of that later, too, because you and I were talking about how, like... Other countries have, you have to get the plurality of the votes, meaning you can't just get the majority. You have to get, you know, 51, Very 50. Concept, it? Right. And, you know, some consequential races today, Louisiana, which the Senate race will almost definitely go to the Republican, but Georgia, uh, Pastor Raphael Warnock, the Democrat, versus Warcock, of course, versus Herschel Walker, uh, is very likely going to go to a runoff, which the last, that's how Warnock won his seat in 2020 was beating Kelly Leffler, I believe, the Republican. Um, and that's probably going to happen again if neither of them get to 50%, which Real Clear Politics right now doesn't have either of them. The RCP poll average. Who do you think will pull it out? I think I think it's going to go to a runoff, and I think Walker's going to win the runoff. Okay. That'd be very interesting. He, he would definitely be the first uh, former football player to... Hold a seat on the Senate, maybe? Probably, yeah. Tommy Tub- Tuberville f- cleared the way for uh, coaches who? in Alabama. Tommy Tuberville? I don't know who that is. I forget who he coached, like Texas Tech or fucking Oklahoma State or something. But yeah, he won uh, He won Alabama's seat. Where did he coach? Auburn from 99 to 08. War Eagle. <laughs> uh, yeah. And There's a lot did. of stuff that comes like this Warnock guy is hitting Walker with though. Well, yeah, and a lot of valid things. I mean, he's, Herschel Walker's uh, staunchly anti-abortion, very pro-life, and yet it's kind of, it's come to the surface that he's paid for at least one abortion, probably more than a few. And he said he, uh, apparently he's been violent with his family before and stuff too. Well, and, and, and a lot of that comes down to, and I think that's an interesting juxtaposition where you look at the Pennsylvania Senate race where John Fetterman, who suffered a stroke, is like having a lot of trouble with words and we'll get to that later and, and mm-hmm. it's just a very strange candidate um, and the Republicans who 
kind of make fun of him. Like, I, you know, I think the, the Trump brand of Republicanism is a little more toxic, is a little more like, yeah, let's shit all over this guy, which fine. I don't face. care. Yeah. But it's very interesting that his disability is like, no, I'll leave him alone. Meanwhile, Herschel Walker, who has disassociative, disassociative identity disorder and probably CTE from football. Like, That's true. I didn't even think about that. Any of his behavior, but you don't see the same level of respect towards uh, mental illnesses when it's not your candidate. Yeah. Um, I I personally don't. Uh, Raphael Warnock said Herschel Walker is not fit to serve and he's not ready to lead, and I agree. I don't think he's a strong candidate. I watched their debate, and he he was be- he's more put together than I expected him to be. But he has no real policy platforms. He's he's a run of the mill Republican that I, just will go will toe the party line. I don't know. I didn't listen to that debate or anything. I always just thought it was weird that a football player decided that he was going to run for Senate. Um, Especially this one. Like, Larry Fitzgerald runs for Senate in Arizona? Easy. He's winning that. But Herschel <laughs> Walker, like... Yeah, I don't even... I don't know. But, um... I also wasn't surprised, though. And, like, you know, the fact that he's, I guess, made it this far and still has a potential to win, like... I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised. And I don't know anything about like either of their policy, but the fact that, like you said, he doesn't really stand on any policy really. Yeah. And that he still might win is, I, that's probably the most surprising part yeah, to me. And well, but then, you know, that speaks to what a lot of these races are. And, and if you try to piece together everything nationally, what it means is a lot of these are largely a referendum on Trump. Herschel Walker was handpicked by Trump and no one else in the Republican Party wanted him. And he won the primary. Like running on the brand of Republicanism, Republicanism that Trump invented, mm-hmm. which is well, Trump's endorsement seems to go a very long way. So yeah, it does, and it, but it depends on the race. Like certain uh, certain Republicans haven't courted it as heavily as others. Like Dr. Oz mm-hmm. has, I think, tried to maintain a, a somewhat arm's length. Although Trump did campaign in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I heard I heard him for Mastriano, the the candidate for governor, and Dr. Oz. You can't really, as a Republican candidate, say no. I don't want your endorsement, President Trump. But sure. I think there's a degree to which you can play into his base, where you see like a woman like Carrie Lake, the Republican candidate for Arizona. She's she held a press conference today, and she's pretty like off the wall MAGA. Like she she is, and she's a she's a super interesting case study of how we got to where we are. Because she was a journalist for W, not W. She was like a local, a local news reporter in Arizona. Voted for Obama, like like a liberal, mm-hmm. and then. She had a public exit. She was just like, journalism isn't what I, it used to be. And then yeah. she just like kind of like, you know, yeah. she left. Well, and, and I wonder this about people like that. Whereas it seems like Tulsi Gabbard is moving down that same path where she was a Democrat. And I was a huge supporter of Tulsi Gabbard and I really appreciated all her policies. I think she represented my uh, political leanings more than a lot of people because she was a Democrat. She, she you know, believed in human rights and now I'm wondering but also didn't put up with this culture war bullshit that you know the left seems to love all this right she she wasn't a fan of like oh like it's very clear that we're just pointing a finger to point a finger like let's get some substance yes. behind this which yeah. is exact which I agree with 100% mm-hmm. but now and then she she uh, when she left the Democratic Party which she did very recently and very publicly uh, endorsed Carrie Lake Oh, she did? Yes. And she also endorsed... Who else did she endorse? Another Republican. Who was it? She's in, But she's endorsed exclusively Republicans since she left the party. And a person like her, a person like Carrie Lake, I wonder how genuine is it? Because why not? Being, becoming a politician automatically means you lose my trust. You have to work very hard to get it back. So are they just grifting? Are they just saying, well, this is where the opportunity lies with these right wing people? Or are they legitimately saying my politics have moved? Well, my politics haven't moved. The parties have moved around them. And now what I've always believed is a Republican ideal instead of a Democratic one. Right. Because the parties do flip. The Democrats were the party of slavery. and and Everything has like a a motion to it, right? Everything kind of repeats itself in a weird way. Yeah. I'd like to believe that she went because of, you know, her own, like, 
you know, logical change of mind. Yeah, but now right. she's like denying the election exists and like saying it's like she's like going full flesh. Yeah, like you talk about logic, but then you're she's you know making up blatant falsehoods, which. But I wouldn't be surprised if she, you know, uh, I don't know what the like a good saying for it is, but like you know, she's just kind of like she's riding the tide. She sees the tide going one way, and she's like, I'm gonna take this way. Fuck you guys, you know. Right. I want I want to pull us back to Georgia just for a second because I want to. There's a few. There's a ton of races, but the the three big ones I believe are Georgia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. Um, and those are the three where I think the Senate is the most important thing in these midterms is because it has a very good chance of going from 50-50, which it currently is with the vice president on, on the Democratic Party being the tiebreaker. The Republicans have a solid shot of picking up anywhere between one to three, maybe even four seats. Uh, right now, real clear politics, their average, they have the Republicans picking up Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada, which we will also talk about Nevada briefly. Um, and the Democrats not picking up anything, just holding on to everything but those three. I think uh, so Pennsylvania is, would not be a pickup for the Democrats but Real Clear Politics has Pennsylvania staying red. So that's the other but that one's very close between Oz and Fetterman. Fetterman. But so those are the big four really. Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia and Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start. Every, everything else is pretty much a gimme. I mean Rubio is going to win Florida. Ron Johnson is going to win Wisconsin. Both of them Republicans. Um, who else? You know, Washington, Oregon, California. Those are all Colorado, Hawaii are all safely blue. I think Connecticut, Chris Murphy is going to win that. Um, so we'll, we'll circle back to Georgia. Well, I should make sure Chris Murphy is running. Maybe not. I might be wrong about that. Um, but we'll go back to Georgia where there's both a large... You know, the Senate race, I think this is the most, either Georgia, Pennsylvania is the most money poured into it. And also a pretty decently big uh, gubernatorial race between independent, goober everywhere, independent, uh, not independent, incumbent Governor Brian Kemp and Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams. This is in Georgia still? Yes. Okay. Well, just on, just on the governor race real quick, uh, Kemp is a pretty... Oh, he's the guy I was thinking of that was kind of iffy on Trump's, uh, you know, he, he wasn't, uh, he didn't buy into the, the big lie that the Democrats call it, the election denialism. Um, the big lie. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a place where like in Georgia is very interesting because you have Herschel Walker, a specific like the probably the trumpiest trump candidate we get maybe carrie lake could compete with him but walker would be very loyal to trump because he was the only one who believed in him when the rest of the party didn't and kemp was on the other strain the sort of mitch mcconnell like rational republicans not maga people just regular republicans and so kept him kept trump sort of at arm's reach same with oz to a degree but you know at this stage it's trump is going to say just elect the republicans well right but i mean i think you're right i mean it serves trump greatly that if he does you know well when he announces his presidency in a week and if he wins if herschel walker is the guy because like you said he's the only one to really the lights on he was the only one to really uh, stick his neck out for him and, you know, get him to where he's at. So, you know, what he, he's literally indebted to him, basically. And he's, you know, I mean, this is kind of a wild take, but I'm just going to rip it. Uh, um he what was the what's the name of his disorder i don't want to like botch it disassociative identity disorder it's it's a personality disorder right so you know is it easy to like get that kind of person to do what you need them to do i don't know no but trump also himself has probably many personality disorders that's true that's also very true yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not diagnosing him as a (laughs) clinician but that's my own amateur opinion hey what character are you breaking out today Um, but I think the governor's race is also very interesting because the whole, all these midterms and the Democrats are framing it. Joe Biden especially gave a big speech today. This is a referendum on democracy. 
our on his show the other day was like, if we don't, you know, if we let these GQP people in QAnon election denialism people, democracy's over. And I, I think it's mildly over exaggerated. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also there is a difference between what Hillary Clinton did in 2016, saying, oh, Russian disinformation, interference, whining, because she still conceded the next day or that night, even when she knew she lost, whereas Trump was like partying. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm saying in 2020, Trump took weeks to even like, you know, he, he played the game like, oh, did, did they steal it? Did they not steal it? And here we are two years later. But the Democrats aren't completely innocent of that game either. And we, we maybe we'll play the clip in the video of Joe Biden, uh, of a reporter from Real Clear Politics asking him if the 2022 election is potentially up questionable, it's, you know, integrity. And he said, so this is a guy we spent and his party spent two years telling us how dangerous it was to undermine democracy. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying it. Uh, and Stacey Abrams, when she lost, the, she, she ran against Kemp the last time in 2020, mm-hmm. lost and said that it was stolen from her. Well, so if you're going to be somebody, and I agree with them, by the way, when they say there needs to be a peaceful transfer of power, mm-hmm. we can't be questioning elections because Shady shit happens in every election all the time. It's called politics. Now, if you can prove that the that the voting machine from Venezuela was hacked with Chinese software, whatever mm-hmm. these fucking nut jobs are saying, that's like that's that is the the basis of yes. their yeah. And I'm a person who reasonably, I think, uses critical thinking skills. I read a lot of coverage on this stuff, and I have yet to be satisfactory explained that this election was any more shady than any other one, which I think they're all to a degree. There's some shit going on. I agree. There's always shit going on. I think there's just more, like we just see more shit now just because we're in this like social media age and, yeah. you know, it's kind of harder to find or harder to hide really. Yeah. Um, but I think from like the democratic perspective their backs are a little bit against the wall right now it seems just from like what i've been reading like the red wave and everything yeah so when they don't have the the party whose president is in power almost always loses is that right the midterms yes well because they're just easy to blame all the negativity on and the economy is in the toilet right now it is in the toilet but you're right i mean it's easy to just point the finger and just be like you're in charge you know well and that's why i i read off all these ballot measures earlier that that are going to be voted on for referendum there's a few more interesting ones that might get to later but i found it interesting that none of these really here so we'll go through a couple more massachusetts is voting to repeal a law that's allowing illegal immigrants to obtain driver's licenses wait what is this where is that massachusetts they're appealing a law repealing voting on whether or not they're going to, right now in massachusetts an illegal immigrant can get a license okay and they're they're voting on whether or not to repeal that okay uh seattle and portland portland or vo- portland maine are voting on ranked choice voting and then oregon is voting to make healthcare human right that's awesome um in san diego on expanding medicaid but i thought very little about climate with the exception of new york is voting on a 4.2 billion dollar green infrastructure package wow um and surprisingly little ballot measures dedicated to the economy and i think that's because to the degree that the economy does factor into this election, it's that it is going to be that red wave. The, the Republicans are likely going to take the House. Mm-hmm. And I don't I haven't gotten in the weeds enough to really read any specific House uh, battles because here in Jersey, there are none this year. So. so you're saying that the Democrats aren't really paying attention to money so much because they think they're going to lose and it's not really no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that nobody is really introducing ballot measures about the economy which is not great no states are but that's what i'm saying is you don't see it reflected in that way but i think it's just it's baked in as an issue because of how bad it is already one because of how bad it is but two because it's just so it it's a thing that affects the most people and it affects people the most okay as opposed to you know it's it's a very like general thing that like everybody is kind of concerned about yes whereas climate change i might be like yeah fucking throw your garbage on the ground and you're like please fucking recycle but it's something that people don't watch the news the economy affects them people who don't like you know People who are working too fucking hard to even have the time to be like, what's going on with the bathrooms? And I don't know. Yeah. But they still see the price of milk rise. Exactly. Exactly. So it's baked in. It's baked in like bacon. <laughs> um, but I, mean, I think that is part of the why you're going to see this big red wave. And I don't think it's going to be as big as we as 
just my personal opinion. I think I agree with you. Yeah, I think the Dems are bringing it back around a little bit. Well, just because like it. From what I've read, it's like, oh, like, you know, red waves coming, like, oh, watch out, Democrats and all this shit. And then, like, you know, the last, like, however many hours I've been looking at all these uh, races that are going on, like, they're pretty close. And every a lot of these are very. Yeah. And they could really go either which way, depending on even maybe something that happens within the next couple of hours or something. Yeah. It will, true. Might have another uh, Access Hollywood tape or something. <laughs> yeah. But I, so I think, but. <sighs> Six months ago or whenever, whenever that uh, Roe v. Wade decision leaked from the court docket, we, we covered that. Um, I think at that point it was looking like a tidal wave for the Republicans. But that abortion thing is, you know, it's an arrow in their quiver for for Democrats. I know like Stacey Abrams, that's big, you know, abortion rights, voting rights. They they, they do have some uh, legs to stand on in these areas because, you, you know, and, and that's part of why this the cynic in me is like maybe it is all a game that like they threw that docket out there to be like all right they're gonna we're gonna let the one team you know we'll let the uh the globe charters let the generals back in for a little bit so people stay entertained (laughs) but that's just my you know my absolute conspiracy lizard brain that's crazy i don't know i don't think they would do that to like make it interesting yeah i don't know man i don't know but uh, i feel like they would take great uh, I think they would be so happy to just like completely wipe the other side, you know? No, I, that's where I disagree. Because if that was the case, then I don't think we would, either of them would be so heavily defensive of any independent party. Okay. That kind of makes sense. That's like, it's like when a brother, two little brothers are fighting with each other and like mm-hmm. saw a third one tries to step in and stop it. Mm-hmm. And then the two brothers get pissed at that. Like, yeah, we're fighting, but this is our fight. Like, leave us alone. Right. That's, they're like, that that fighting, you know, it's the uniparty. They both, whether or not they say they agree or disagree on abortion or health care or this or that, it's true to an extent. But at the end of the day, you know, the top 30, 40, 50 senators and executive politicians, they know the same exec, they know the same CEOs of the oil companies. Mm-hmm. They know the same people, who journalists who run the media. They know the same big pharma lobbyists who fill their campaign coffers like right. and they go to the same bars the same restaurants that nobody else can go to right big money baby they went to the same like seven colleges <laughs> they go they have they see each other at reunions at harvard law and fucking they went to, half of them worked at goldman the other half worked at merrill like jp morgan chase network of politicians and yes just who runs the world basically yes. and at the end of the day they relate to each other more than they do the common man yeah even the common man in their own party they relate more to the, the elites in the other party no that makes sense yeah um but again that's me going down a rabbit hole um, <laughs> i so then my personal prediction I don't, I don't think you're wrong though real clear politics has georgia uh going red warnock losing to um Walker, I disagree. I think. Yeah, I wanna. I'm gonna take down your. Uh, yeah. Your predictions. Go for it. So Georgia Senate, you're you're saying red or blue? Red in a runoff though. In a runoff, and then governor. governor I think Kemp is gonna win as well. Okay. So. And I think Kemp is pretty. Let's see what the uh, RCP averages. RCP has Kemp winning fifty to forty-five. So that's that's a pretty. Substantial average, substantial lead. That is quite substantial. And Kemp is the incumbent, and uh, Stacey Abrams, to her credit, has she's um, largely credited with the huge voter turnout for Walker, mm-hmm. not Walker, Warnock, and the other Georgia senator, John Ossoff who beat David Perdue in 2020. In 2020, after the uh, Senate elections, mm-hmm. the House, I mean, the Senate was 50, 48 Republicans. Mm-hmm. And then Georgia had to go to a runoff for both seats. Oh, really? They, they It wasn't just the one, it was both. both. Oh, okay. And I, I actually don't really know why only one of the seats is up for re-election now. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's weird that they're both runoffs, but I guess Ossoff doesn't, his seat's not up until 24. But yeah, so the, both the Democrats won in 2020, and that's why 
the Democrats got control of the Senate because it was tied and they have a tiebreaker with the VP. Okay. But so this is this is the one I think is definitely going to go right. And I disagree. I, I think at the end of it all, it's going to be 51, 49. Really? Yeah. Republicans are going to take the Senate. I guess I'd have to take a... I'll give my predictions at the end once we go through it all. I'll make myself another little chart. Well, let's move on to Arizona then. Yeah. Because I think... I find Arizona to be personally the most fascinating. Mm -hmm. I'm sure make sure we're recording. In Zoner... We have the governor's race is Kerry Lake versus Republican Kerry Lake versus Katie Hobbs, Democrat. And the Senate is incumbent Democrat Mark Kelly versus forgot his opponent's name. I'll you find it. Keep going. Um, whatever his name is. Republican his Republican challenger. I think I, I Blake I, Masters. Blake Masters, that's who it is. Mas- there, Masters is another uh, interesting Republican candidate because he's not chummy chummy with Trump. Whereas he's the, an arm's length guy. Sure, and he kind of goes back and forth though with the election di- denialism, which is why I think he's a fraud because he's. Well, that, that's exact. That came to my head right. I was just like, so he's just going whichever yes. way. Like yes. is kind of like that. Whereas Carrie Lake, the go- the Republican candidate for governor, is. Full steam ahead. She's wild. She got the endorsement from Trump. Yeah, she's she, but I think that's sure. I think that's why like like you know, he likes her so I much agree. and everything, you know. She oh. just says whatever she wants. I also think that's why um, Masters flip flops, because I don't think he believes in it, but he was like, Well, the governor the gubernatorial candidate is so popular and she's doing this. That's also going to be a close race too, and uh, it, it is going to be close. Katie Hobbs, I think. I think the reason she's going to lose, and I think Carrie Lake is going to win, is because she didn't show up to debate her. Because well, that's not good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, there the Democratic argument was like, this woman can't be. I, I'm, I'm so torn on it because it's like. They're kind of right. You can't debate a Trumper because they don't really come to the table with the same but reality. That, that you're that's up to, like, the people watching the debate. That's true. That's true. And I think, I don't know, has anyone developed a good strategy for, like, debating, like, a Trump mental child? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, I mean, it's Carrie Lake like, just, like, wrong or, like, you know, yeah, this exactly. and that. Carrie Lake, uh, news. I don't think, is, like... Uh, out of her mind she was a respected journalist mm-hmm. for a local station in Arizona voted for Obama in 2008 like this is a person that uh, yeah it has views that are very out there now and I think she might just be capitalizing but like it's just a far cry from where politics was 20 years ago like you wouldn't even think to not debate someone and I would have never well yes that's and true have- and I just I feel like that's just you're cutting yourself short. Like you said, like one of the reasons you don't think she's going to win is because she didn't show up. How did she not figure like, oh, like, I don't know. I just feel I'm like sure that played into her decision and they just ultimately went with. That's so dumb, man. I mean, like you got to be heard and everything. I agree. Well, dude, hey, Hillary did almost no press in 2016. She didn't. I think she maybe did one sit down interview in like the entire run and she was criticized for it. And it's, it probably is part of the reason. I was going to say that probably killed her. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you. Also never campaigning in Michigan or Pennsylvania or Ohio or Wisconsin. We could go on. No, that was that's that was huge. She lost the Rust Belt. Um, oh, real real quick, Ohio. I, I, that's a weird one. I think I think the Republicans are going to sweep it. Um, JD Vance, another big Trump candidate. Yeah, we might come back to that one if we have time. But Arizona, I think my prediction is. Oh, and the thing with Kerry Lake and Katie Hobbs. This is what I wanted to say to you earlier. So two or three weeks ago, I think. They caught someone breaking into uh, Hobbs. Katie Hobbs's elections offices. I, th- I thought I had the article here. I might have. It was a burglary. Oh, here it is. Arrest made at her campaign headquarters. Police said they arrested Daniel Mota dos Reis, 36, in a single kind of third degree burglary. And here, NBC News is saying there does not appear to be any evidence that the breaking was politically motivated. This is also just last week. Um, but that didn't stop Katie Hobbs' campaign from blaming it on Terry Lake's rhetoric. No, not at all. Is, I, I think that's a very disturbing trend. And we talked about it with Paul Pelosi last week, and it even goes back to January 6th. Uh, like I, the left does scare me with the way that they want to censor free speech because they they paint this as 
everything bad that happens, like we're going to place the responsibility in what you said. And if you play that game, we could get, you know, I could, I could lawyer my way into blaming you for anything. Well, yeah. And I mean, you could probably dig up shit on almost anybody. I feel like, you know, everybody has a digital footprint. Did you see the, the Bruins prospect? Eighth grade, 14 year old, like, or not even four. I don't know how old you are. Like 13 years old. He was 14. Fucking yeah, old name. ass fucking eighth grader. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like 12 in eighth grade. Well, dude, did you hear what he did with the, you saw, you saw the Kevin Clancy video? Um, yeah, I did. Oh my God. Like that's, that's one thing is like, I do agree that we can't like be holding people responsible for things. No, but that one's what he did was really fucked up. It, it was really fucked up. Yeah. Um, he was like bullying a disabled kid and like, it should be a per like, case basis though. Like, it, like yeah, that. like that's, that's pretty, that's that you don't have to be 14. You don't even have to be 10 to know that's like really, really but like, what the hell? Oh shit. The, the ads are coming, but does that like bar you from participating in society ever again? Yeah. I I know and you know this is my thing even with with kanye is like i don't disagree with anything he says but i kind of don't think that he should lose his bank accounts because he's anti-semitic yeah like i mean I don't it sucks it's fucked up like what the guy did and everything it sets a dangerous precedent though that's like, just like don't like don't associate yourself with the guy hey he's yeah. a good hockey player it's kind of like yeah i know these days like you know Sports and politics are definitely intertwined, whether everybody yeah. likes it or not. Yeah. But it just seems like one of those things that, like, you know, it's fucked up. But, hey, if he's a good player, like, you know, he's going to help your team. So it's like a job. It's like any other job. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why Kyrie is not, I don't know, it's not, tough. hasn't gotten cut. It's tough. I saw someone say the other day, like, the demand for uh, outrage right now is much larger than the supply of outrageous things. So <laughs> like people just want to get angry, but yeah, there's not enough to get angry about. In general, but that being said, I do think the three specific examples we're talking about right now, that kid, Kyrie and Kanye, like, they're all valid things that people should be getting upset about. Without a doubt. I just, you know, I think the, the precedent and the vibe overall of it is, like... Everyone just wants to pile on. We want to like throw people away. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not going to solve our problem. Uh, you're just going to push them further into a corner where now they're, you know, like, I think that kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, he probably was going to be MAGA no matter what, because he fucking grew up with guns and like wanted to LARP as a Call of Duty live action hero. But like, once you push them into the corner, of course, they're going to run into the right wing's open arms because they have nowhere else to go. Like, we can't just throw people away. We have to at least try to learn to be more forgiving. Well, and I like the like, so Kyrie isn't necessarily being like, I guess, thrown away after like all this stuff. I mean, yeah, by like the general everybody. Yeah. At least he, he has contingencies in terms of like showing back up to the team. Like he got suspended for five days, but he also has to go meet with like Jewish leaders and what is it? Anti-defense league. Okay. Right. And stuff like that. And like, you know, there's actual like education and learning after that. $500,000. Oh, well that doesn't really matter to me. No, I'm just that those are the, that's the list of, well, the money shouldn't matter as much when, well, he should have got fined more, but that doesn't matter, especially when you're like an influencer like him. It shows more to people if he goes and he actually gets educated by these rabbis and shit. I don't think it matters because he just has to do it to get back on the court. So it's not really that impactful. Well, I I think he should have to give a statement afterward. And then, I mean, it's really hard because then it's just like, oh, like it's a statement. He said he's sorry. Like how, like, did he mean it? Did he not mean it? There's a huge number of people who are going to be like, look at what those Jews are making him do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I, I think it's very difficult to change people's minds today. Uh, well, I would agree with that, especially because, like, you know, most of the time things just end up in an argument rather than like, yeah. hey, like, agree to disagree or like, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, no, like, you're dumb because you don't look at it the way I look at it. I agree. And I think real conversations are rare. And, and I know we're hoping to get some guests on this podcast in the coming months and yeah. have some real conversations rather than screaming matches. But <laughs> So if anybody knows of anybody, you know, let us know. I recommend everyone, you know, if you're into politics or, or culture, or sociology, like uh, Jordan Peterson and Russell Brand had a really good conversation today about like oh, really? transgender. And, and, yeah. And Russell Brand was basically just like, I don't even necessarily disagree with what you're saying, Jordan, but like, I feel like sometimes you're going out of your way to be insensitive and like using wrong pronouns on purpose. And he's like, I, I know you don't believe in being compelled to, but you could just do it. So it's, I don't, I, you know, I kind of feel, I understand how they both feel. 
And it was really nice to see them both make clear arguments that I went away going like, huh, I, I, like they both made really good points. And that's how I think all conversations should be. Right. Like I, I think Twitter has um, conditioned us to speak as if they're, the goal is to be right. right. To win. Like you have to, to win. win a, you yes. can't win a conversation. Right. You can't you win just a conversation. Have and it's like... It's not only just hearing the other person, but also like understanding why they might, you know, come from that empathy, right? Empathy come from that perspective. And it's just like, Hey, like I don't, really f's with that and i'm not going to do that but i understand why you do bill mars has had a, a great episode of his podcast with aaron Rodgers. i think aaron Rodgers is mildly pro-life or maybe he's i don't actually i, I don't want to say that but they were like talking about pro-life people mm-hmm. and bill mars definitely pro-choice mm-hmm. but he was like but people tell me all the time like oh they are like they're trying to control women's bodies and they, they hate us and they say, no they think you're killing babies and if I agreed with them and thought what they thought, mm-hmm. then I would be, be on their side. Are doing too. Like right. it's like, do you want someone who thinks you're killing babies? Is like, y'all keep doing it. That's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. Like no, you like, just have to understand where they're coming from, and then maybe you can have a conversation about it and and go well, okay. And that's where you, maybe you have compromises. Like you're like, all right, how about when at like twelve weeks you don't do it? Because then it's like you know feeling like uh, whatever it is i don't or it's just like hey like if you want to you know have an abortion i might not agree with that and i'm just gonna look the other way that's exactly how i feel that's how i feel too like i mean jesus like it's just like it's if it doesn't have anything to fucking do with me really like just go do whatever the fuck you want to do i really don't care yeah and don't tell people they can't yeah why does it why do you care about that you know what i mean like yeah like why do you care about like what's in like my body or like what i don't know it just doesn't make sense fucking use your energy for something else but that and both sides are such huge hypocrites because one side goes my body my choice when it comes to abortion but you have to take this vaccine and then the right goes okay hold on no i'm this is my body my choice and like what about abortion like all right no i want that baby in there and staying forever it's gonna be 11 months old when you give birth it's all it's all fucked up dude yeah so anyway, that was the Arizona. Yeah, that was the Arizona. Final predictions. Arizona uh, I, oh, real quick, I do want to say that I think this is probably the only one that I think um, both. This is the only one that I think the Senate and the governor are going to go different ways. I think okay. Carrie Lake is going to win the governor race, you know, on the back of she's a strong personality. She's got name recognition. She's she's very much supported by the unions mm-hmm. by the firefighters by the cops she's very back to blue and because I think it was fucked up that Katie Hobbs didn't debate her and also I didn't want to say this before so that happened the break-in mm-hmm. that they blamed on Carrie Lake and then what yesterday um it was either yesterday or the day before but yeah like uh Lake got a white substance in the mail yeah. or something and they closed down all our campaign offices this is what I wanted to say and, and we looked into it nothing really came of it Yeah, no, no, no. I mean what, like I think that was a uh, campaign stunt I think she did that to be like look their side can be oh you think she did that to herself. herself yeah I think so it makes sense only because there isn't a lot of well, but there's not a lot of information surrounding it. Which that's what's weird about it. It was like, oh, a white powder? Yeah, which that just happened. makes it seem internal, you know. I don't know. It was strange and it was very weird. interesting timing. Very interesting timing, and but I think so. People are crazy, and someone could have done something. Someone could have sent it, like sugar just it. to be a dick. Yeah, that's true, but I don't. You know, I. I don't think that's a coincidence or bad timing. I think no, I think no. you're right. I I mean I don't know if you're necessarily right in like she did it to herself, but but I wouldn't put it past her. I wouldn't put it past her, and I definitely think it was a campaign stunt. Yeah, I don't know from which side. So I think she's going to win, and I think Mark Kelly, the Democrat, is going to win the Senate seat. He's the incumbent again. I think he has a lot of name recognition. He's a pretty centrist candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're we're one one. Huh? Right now we're one one. What do you mean? You got one red seat in the Senate and one blue seat in the Senate. Oh, right, right, right. Um, what else do I have here? I think that's it. So that's, um, that's it all I got for Arizona. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Where PA. The doctor is uh, facing off against the uh, blue-collar fucking Carhartt-wearing Fetterman. What's his first name? John. John Fetterman yeah, and Dr. Oz. I think he's the current lieutenant governor. But he's, if anybody doesn't know who he is, he's 
well, he's portraying himself as, you know, a blue collar kind of like working class guy. He's got tattoos. Yeah, he a hoodie, a Carhartt hoodie to every campaign event. Right. And I mean, a lot of people, if you listen to like testimonials from people like in at the rallies and stuff, they're like, oh, like I love him. He's just like us. Like he's a regular guy. And then there's other people that are like, it's all bullshit. Like there's no fucking way that guy's like that. He's just doing it for show. I completely agree with those people. I don't know really i think that i think i think it was either he was like that and the democrats were like "Ooh, this could be like a folksy angle in pennsylvania mm-hmm. or even more sinister they're like let's make someone in a lab that <laughs> I, and i think his stroke was just like uh someone hit the wrong button <laughs> i probably would have leaned the other way i think i thought it was more genuine but also like, no I, I think it is genuine to a degree but i think then the money came in and he became such a strong candidate that they were like we need to play this we'll just keep going yeah. Well, I agree with that. But wouldn't you just say that's politics, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, um, I also think it's just fucking wild that Dr. Oz is also. Well, I, I think this race is literally, uh, this is why I think this particular Senate race is the most exciting of any I agree. one race. I think Arizona as a whole is the most exciting state with the, because I, I don't find the, I think whoever wins the Senate is probably going to carry the governor. Parent. Like, I think if you were going to vote for either Fetterman or Oz, and you weren't you kind of independent you'd be like I'll just vote for whatever governor party I voted for too I'll just keep going Republican yeah, kind of candidate is really that it's Mastriano versus I can't even remember the, the, the other guy now um but anyway for anybody Sh- Shapiro yeah um Again, this is going to be like, I think this race, the Senate race is very microcosm of the 2020 presidential election because you have a dude who basically can't speak or like form complete sentences. Which I feel really bad about. I I respect the hell out of the fact he debated. Fucking what was Katie Hobbs' excuse? Does it seem like, uh, yeah, right. But it's it's that versus a snake oil salesman reality TV stuff. Which is crazy. I mean, like, that's fucking wild to me. Who was founded by Oprah. Oprah discovered him, put her on, put him on her show. And she just endorsed Fetterman. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't know what that tells you about Oz. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Oz. I do I think, think Fetterman is going to win. I think Oz is going to win just because of... I think RCP agrees like with Fetterman you. had a stroke. So I think you already mentioned that. But yes. he can't like... He seemed like he was doing such a good job before that and everything. And then like you he can't speak like it's it's terrible it yeah, really is terrible like he just trips over his words yeah i mean joe biden's been doing that for two years well, and i know but that's better. so like uh that, that's just like a whole nother animal How? um because i don't think that anybody really it, him being put into presidency wasn't really as much of his like policy i felt like as much as it was just beat donald trump yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I th- and I think Pennsylvania is going to be largely the same. I think it's going to be a referendum on the right. And and uh, I, Shapiro is more of a, an election denier, more of a MAGA guy than Oz is. Mm-hmm. Not Shapiro, I'm sorry. Uh, Mastriano. Mm-hmm. Mastriano is a Republican. Um, Mastriano trailed Shapiro in the last poll. Yeah, I think, I think uh, it's going to be Fetterman Shapiro. I think the Dems are going to speak PA. All right, let me let me put her down. In which case, we're back at fifty-fifty, right? Well, we still have to do Nevada, right? So we've only gone through three. We've only guessed three. And what what did I say? Walker. You said Georgia. You're gonna go red, red. So Walker and um, who's the other guy? I just I I I'm not sure. No, no, no. I don't even I I don't even know what you asked me. Okay. I just forgot what English words were. All right. It happens. Okay. So in Georgia, yeah. your predictions Oh, Walker are, Kemp. Yeah. Walker yeah. Kemp. Yeah. Full red. PA, you're saying... Uh, full blue. Full blue, right. Arizona, you're going Lake. And then you're going Red Governor with... Um, Kerry Lake for governor in Arizona and Mark Kelly for Senate. And for- oh, right. I keep fucking reversing that. Yeah. Kerry Lake for governor. Yeah. So And then now we move on to Nevada, where I think Nevada is very interesting. We're just going to talk about the Senate race there, um, unless you want to talk about the governor, too. 
No, I mean, the one interesting thing about the governor thing that I thought anyway was, so that's uh, Steve Sisolak versus Joe Lombardo. And Sisolak is the uh, incumbent, right? The gubernatorial. (laughs) Um, But Lombardo has had a $25 million campaign just like being funded by like some billionaire. Just one guy or it's packs? No, just just one guy. guy. Interesting. Um, Because Sisolak keeps throwing that at him just like, oh, like he's got all this money and that's why like, you know, he's kind of like competing with me right now and everything. So I thought that was interesting Um, because, you know, money does get you fucking places whether you know shit or not. For sure. Um, uh, But yeah, all right. So on to the Senate. Yes. So that's Matzo versus Laxalt. Uh, Matzo is Cortez Masto. Yes, Cortez Masto. Uh, she's incumbent senator. Yeah, first Latina senator. She's from Mexico. I, I, yeah, definitely first Mexican. I don't know. Is first Latina for sure? Um, you can double check it, but that's that. I, I, I let's I let's let's just say yes. Okay, we're gonna go with yes. Yeah, and um, uh, I think a lot of the polling has. Uh, Laxalt winning, right? Um, I think it. Kind of, I kind of saw fifty fifty. I mean, I, I didn't. I think that's another really close one. To be honest close. with you, um, but I think a lot of it is going. Real, real clear politics right now has uh, Laxalt winning by how much? They have him at. Oh, very, very close. As of today, plus 0.2, but that's an adjusted poll average. In general, they have him at plus 2.7. She's, you know, pro-choice. He's abortion laws. Mm -hmm. Um, But in Arizona, one of the biggest issues, as always, is the border. Well, yes, and he wants to tighten up the borders where... I don't, I never even saw anything about her saying anything about it. Right. Um, I don't know much about her policies. I do know that. uh, He also wants to lower the gas prices by bringing in American energy. By what? Bringing in American energy. What does that mean? That just sounds like a campaign line. Well, I think a lot of things are campaign lines. Yeah, that that is literally nonsensical. Bringing in American energy doesn't mean anything. I don't know. Uh, just people are so dumb that they just they go, yeah, he's energy. That's he, Amer- he's gonna make it American. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're oil independent. Um, well, we are not. What? I said we are not. We are. We are oil independent just because we're taking out of our reserve. No, just because we produce enough oil that we don't buy it from anyone. Oh. Yeah, as a country. I thought we were buying oil from Saudi Arabia. No, we were asking Saudi Arabia to release more of their reserves to make the global price go down because we it's a global market. Ah, I misunderstood that then. Yeah. No, I mean, the, uh, they say the president doesn't control oil prices, which is true. Like, you can't just be like, lower a raise. Mm-hmm. There are always things you can do. You can put pressure on companies to... No, it makes more sense now. I, I... Karen, whatever her name is, Jean Pierre, the, the press secretary, she was there asking her today about it, and she said that there's these companies have 9,000 approved drilling permits, mm-hmm. but unused. And she's saying that Biden's urging them to use them mm-hmm. to increase supply, which will lower its costs okay. right. and meet rising demand. Um, a part of that rising demand is because globalism is we're, sh- we're shifting out of we're in post COVID is like also going to be eventually post globalism world. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be very uh, more, much more difficult. America's not protecting shipping lanes anymore. Mm-hmm. And also COVID fucked up a lot of supply chains. So it's just a lot more difficult. And uh, Putin's war, Ukraine. We're trying to be like self-sufficient so we don't have to. We are self-sufficient. Well, uh, trying to be more self-sufficient, I guess, so that there isn't. Okay, no. We're trying to lower the price everywhere else so that our price goes down. Yes, exactly. Our price is based on the global market. By telling Saudi Arabia to, hey, like maybe put some more oil into for everybody else so that like everybody isn't paying a million dollars. It's also why we're releasing from our strategic reserve. Okay. Adding supply. Well, supply and demand. Yes. Um, All right. No, I always just thought we were just we wanted to buy oil from them to 
lower our own prices. No, it's it's we want them to, to release it into the, the right, global into market. The economy, basically. And maybe we what would buy economy. some of it depending on where the price is at. Jack up the reserves a little bit. We should. That's what we would be buying it for to replenish the reserves. But I imagine they would just do that from American companies. Use those permits, right? What? Use those permits. Well, and that's the argument is that, that part of the reason why, and, and it's part of the reason why inflation in general is going up. And these companies, not just oil companies, food manufacturers, everyone, they're making record, record profits while people are hurting. Right. They don't really care about. Which, exactly. Yeah. Which is why a truly free market isn't always perfect. We don't have a truly free market. There's, you know, controls and, and government intervention everywhere, especially in agriculture. But, but when it's like a private owned thing, it's pretty easy to fuck everybody over because you have yes. no governing body to tell you otherwise. Exactly. But it's so far capitalism is the best we got. Just, I think lifted a ton of people out of poverty and I think killed the least amount of people, but it's obviously not perfect. No, and I don't think anything, any one system would be perfect. No, that's why I think we need to, to employ a blend of systems. That's why I believe in coalition governments. And I like the fact that we talked about uh, Brazil's election last week. Right. They have mandatory voting because they also like, like Georgia and Louisiana require you to not just have a majority. Whereas if you have 33% and the next closest is 32, you're in. No, you need the plurality because right. then if you don't get it, one can go to three or four and say, hey, listen, let's form a coalition government. You believe in this. You believe in this. We disagree on here. Let's let's not focus on what we disagree on. Let's build towards what we do agree on because we have some things we can do. Do you think things like results would be different if everybody was required to vote? Yes. Yes. I just think the will of the people would be represented so much better. That's why I that's why I do believe in democracy in theory. Mm-hmm. I think ours is completely corrupted by corporations and lobbyists and dark money. Is it still considered democratic if you force everybody to vote? It's a good question. I mean, Brazil does it. Let's, I, I believe Brazil. I mean, it is still the power of the people, but they're just kind of like forcing the people to use their power. Well, first of all, we're technically, we are technically not a democracy. We are a representative democratic republic okay to the republic in which we stand and that's why part of uh you know these down ballot stuff and the attorney generals attorneys general and the secretary of states that are going to be elected tomorrow too are important because you don't your elector something called a state elector Mm -hmm. is the person who reads all the votes for their whatever district area Mm -hmm. and they're the ones who actually turn in the ballot ballot and you have something called faithless electors, which it's completely within their power, their choice to say, well, my whole government, my whole district all voted for Hillary, but I'm going to turn in a ballot for Trump. That's called a faithless elector. So that's kind of like, um, so going back to Nevada in the gubernatorial, mm-hmm. uh, Lombardo wanted equal representation of you know, the party's counting the mail mm-hmm. because I guess, you know, he doesn't want that shit to happen. I do think there's a lot more in place to like prevent outright fudging of the numbers. Mm-hmm. Like they, they always have watchers, but uh, faithless electors, like they're not lying about numbers. Usually they're just saying like they're doing what a lot of times these right wing people do where it's like, I have a reason why I think this these numbers are invalid. Oh. I saw. I think the the ballots, the boxes were stuffed, or I think the machines were hacked. Or whatever. Okay. I don't think it. Ha- I don't think it's happened at all. I don't think we had any faithless electors in the last two presidential elections. But it is within their power because they're just like, hey, I think something crazy yeah. went on here, and the numbers came out Hillary, but. I'm pretty sure it should be Donald, and then they'll they'll hand in the Donald one. Ah, oh, dude, hold on. Let me let me hold on. This is in 1824. Yes, Andrew Jackson lost to John Quincy Adams because um, he didn't win the a plurality, which at the time you had to get, and he won the popular vote. Hold on a second. No, he did win the plurality and the popular vote. But it was deferred because he didn't win the majority of the electoral votes. So it went up to the House of Representatives. The reason he didn't win a majority of the electoral votes was despite the fact that he won the popular vote and a plurality, 
the electors hated him. So oh. they just basically went, we're not. No, like you're not it. No, it's going to be John. Wow, dude, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's a nice little nugget in U.S. history. I actually learned that from Shane Gillis in his book. No way. <laughs> so. That's really interesting. Anyway, uh, we listen, we were going to cover a couple more tidbit stories. I think we can just save maybe for. I think it's good if we just, you know, yeah. keep this mainly yeah. midterms. You know, yeah. we don't need to go into. So the last one I wanted to cover is just because we're we're here in Jersey. Okay, yeah. We're near New York. Wait, yeah. did you give me your guesses for Nevada? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know anything about their governor vote. Just for the sake of, just for the sake of. Well, let's say blue both because blue. I definitely think that Cortez is going to win. Cortez Massa is going to win. All right, so we will see. Um, and then, so last but not least, Hochul versus Zeldin for governor. Kathy Hochul, the incumbent uh, gubernatorial candidate was Cuomo's lieutenant governor governor mm-hmm. and got became the first female governor in New York after you know oh was she like the intern Cuomo had some touchy touchy action yeah, yeah. Um, and then Lee Zeldin what are their like policies and stuff I don't really uh, I mean Zeldin is he's a, he's a Republican he's not like a he's, he's not a big MAGA guy mm-hmm. um, he's a uh, what was he he was a uh, uh, rep like the House Representatives okay. for New York's first district. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's a very interesting race because New York is, you know, they're supposed to be fucking blue as blue gets. Mm-hmm. And three, four weeks ago, she was ahead by fourteen points. Two weeks ago, a Quinnipiac poll, shout out my alma mater, <laughs> had uh, had her leading by four points. And what's that? Do you have it right there? Uh, on that website, you keep pulling it from. What? On whatever website you keep pulling the real clear politics, I think they have her. Yes, they have her winning, Hochul. But it's obviously a lot closer than it was. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, and I, I just wanted to highlight how much closer that race is getting. I, I don't think people like her. I think New York, he, Zeldin's focused a lot on crime, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like. The left is kind of like just ignoring that. Where is it, New York? Oh, okay. So this the RCP average, which averages a lot of the big polls, has her up by seven points. Okay, but so that Quinn, uh, that Quinn, and Quinnipiac poll has, for the most part, turned out to be the most reliable one out of all of them. Let's see what the latest polls are. Because you know different polls have different methodologies and. I also I don't really I don't understand how they I don't really believe in polling. I mean I don't understand how they can like. How do they figure that out at all? Well, yeah, it, it's, it's really just a lot of calling people, but it's, wow, so this last... Got to be a lot of unanswered text messages, you know? <coughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Republican poll here has them at a tie. Um, the Hill has her up nine points. That was yesterday. No, that was today. Um... I don't know. That was a week ago. It, you know, I, I think she is likely going to win, but I just think it's, you know, the fact that he jumped up so quick, I think, again, is a referendum on what the Democrats are doing with the economy, with crime, with, you know, that's that's basically it. If you're voting blue, you're probably, and you're not a, like a hardcore left-wing person, you're probably either voting to protect abortion rights or you just really hate the Republican and you, or you are like afraid that democracy is going to crumble and whatever. Like I, I, I truly do believe that's overstated. I they definitely think that's overstated. I think both sides say that about each other just to like kind yeah. of scare the shit out of everybody. But I also do think it's a problem that these people are saying, Oh, we might not concede if we think something's irregular. Like, well, yeah, I definitely peaceful transfer of powers. And that's what goes back to like not questioning the elections. And like, like you said, it's politics that some shady shit happens. And yeah. you know, if you look lose you lose you just gotta fucking move on I, and th- that's one of the things that i thought was so funny about trump is like his brand has been winning for so long and now his new brand is whining like really like just fucking get over it run again in 24 you're probably gonna win i like, know he probably get is over it, dude but and i i so i have these uh these little tidbits from the wall street journal okay. about uh kind of why the vote might lean more Republican than Democrat. Okay. So 
in 2020, uh, the black, let me fucking word this the right way. The percentage of black people that would vote for Republican uh, was 8%. Now it's at about 17%. So that's more than double. It's risen sharply in the Latino community as well. So they... The it's not Dems all hold, white people. Right. The Dems hold a 5% lead. And in the 2018 midterms, they had a 31% lead. So they lost, 20, they lost a quarter of their market share on the Latino vote. Yes. So... I think those two I things are heavily going to play into it's it's culture war. They're obsessed with culture war mm-hmm. that most people really genuinely don't give a shit about. No, Use right, whatever exactly. bathroom you want. I don't They're care. Just, why are you fighting this like fight for me? I guess like they it's seem not. to be more like angry at it than you know yeah. they actually are. Yeah, dude. I mean, I I've talked to a lot of my friends who are Hispanic or speak Spanish or Latino or whatever terms we're supposed to use. Mm-hmm. They're like, no one uses Latinx. That's honestly insulting. I don't even know what that means. Good. Don't. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, it's a fucking PC way to say like, cause Latina is female and Latino oh, is male. Some people are one or the other, neither or both. So it's neutral, gender neutral. That is crazy. Okay. <laughs> and it's definitely not for the Spanish people. They <laughs> no, don't you're right. fucking you're care. Right. They it think isn't. it's silly as fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, make sure to vote tomorrow if you're Latinx. Yes, definitely vote. Everybody um, should vote. Or don't. Please like, comment on YouTube, on Instagram. Send it to your friends. Um, Spotify, Apple Music. Five stars. Subscribe. Rate and subscribe. And we will see you guys next week. Yes. And if you want to hear anything, you know, let us know as always. Oh, and I wanted to just say one thing. Uh... So today, uh, tomorrow is going to be the last full fir- uh, full lunar eclipse until 2025. It's going to be like basically tonight. Um, it's going to be oh, very, that, it's very early works? in the morning. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, well, that's a know. that's a good omen for election day. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's going to be a blood moon too. Yeah, we're probably going to not be a country soon. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Bye. <laughs>